somebody, don't touch them or anything, but just look at them and tell them, this anointing is going to cost you. You, you, can, you can look at someone else and just wave at them, just tell them, this anointing is going to cost you. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. It's going to cost you something. those of you in the building right now and those of you listening online, you know today we celebrate Bloody Sunday. We remember, we reflect on, we think about 
the sacrifices of our ancestors, our forebearers, who gave so much for the sake of social justice and liberty. In a world right now where liberties are being taken away and people are dying every day, where little girls are being poisoned because they want to go to school, and people who believe that their religion tells them that girls should not be educated in their zealousness, attempt to thwart their very existence in the earth realm. In a world where people are killing one another for no reason at all, where the social ills have gotten worse and all of the phobias against everyone else have become so heightened that we can't even stand to be around each other. We need to remember the sacrifices put forth. It was March 7th, 1965, that activists organized the March for Voting Rights from Selma, Alabama to Montgomery. They were heading to the state capitol. And as they crossed the Edmund Pettus Bridge, the picture there before you is that standoff. The fellow in the light coat is John Lewis, a young John Lewis. They were met by 150 state troopers, sheriffs, deputies, postmen, who ordered the demonstrators to disperse. They gave them two minutes, two minute warning, disperse. But at one minute and five seconds, they began to, truth began wielding their clubs, bull whips and tear gas, and many people suffered that day. John Lewis got a skull fracture in his head. 58 people were treated for injuries at the local hospital. That day is still remembered now as Bloody Sunday. Bloody Sunday. It's a day, remember, that goes down in infamy. But what they understood that some of us have failed to understand even now is that it costs something. If you want something to happen, it may take something out of you to make it happen. That nothing is free. There's a price to be paid. John Lewis would later go on to call it getting into good trouble. And every now and then, you've got to get into good trouble. Life is not going to hand you anything but trouble. So you might as well get into good trouble. You need to realize that if you're looking for everything to be easy, then you're in the wrong life. Because this life will not be easy. One of the greatest theologians to ever live was a man by the name of Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Dietrich Bonhoeffer would be executed in 1945. Bonhoeffer was a witness 
as a Christian, he stood staunchly against and opposed Adolf Hitler and all that he was doing. Bonhoeffer's greatest book is called The Cost of Discipleship. That book depicted there, it is a theological book. It is one of the books that everybody reads. If you ever go to seminary, they're going to make you read Bonhoeffer because it is so profound and so honest and so in-depth. Bonhoeffer lifts up the phrase that you need to be careful of cheap grace versus costly grace. Cheap grace is when we preach about God's forgiveness without ever requiring folks to repent. Cheap grace is baptism without any church discipline. Cheap grace is, con is communion without confession. Cheap grace is grace without discipleship. It is grace without the cross. It's grace without Jesus, the living and incarnate Christ. Now, 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 Bonhoeffer had to live that example. It would later cost his life. But he lived what God had put in him. Bonhoeffer didn't get that in Germany. He didn't learn that there. Bonhoeffer came to America and went to Union Theological Seminary. And while at Union, Bonhoeffer went down the street to Abyssinian Baptist Church. And there at Abyssinian Baptist Church, Adam Clayton Powell Sr. coined the phrase, cheap grace. Adam Clayton Powell Sr. said to those around him as he reminded them of the struggle that it would take to get liberty and freedom that they needed to realize it was going to cost something. There would be a price to be paid. You know, we, we laud Billie Holiday now. We think highly of Billie Holiday. Her song, Strange Fruit, still rings in all of our ears. You remember those words? Southern trees bear a strange fruit. Blood on the leaves and blood at the root. Black bodies swinging in the southern breeze. Strange fruit hanging from the popular tree. Strange Fruit is an interesting song. It's a hard song. Billie Holiday would sing it at the close of her concert. She would be there on the stage. She had the, the service to stop serving. The lights would go off in the room. One light on the stage with her singing that song. And at the end of the song, the light would go off. And when the light came back on, the stage would be empty. And Billy was gone, and there'd be no encore. Now, you would think just singing a song like that would not make anybody mad. But that mournful dirge of protest that was speaking to the fact that more than 4,000 African Americans were brutally lynched in the U.S. between 1877 and 1950, that mournful dirge upset some folk including the Narcotics Commissioner for the Federal Bureau of Narcotics, Harry Anslinger. Harry Anslinger went after her. 
knew she had a drug problem. Set her up. Got her arrested. Put her in jail for a year and a half because she wouldn't stop singing that song that reminded people of the horrors that were going on in this nation. And when she got out, she still wouldn't stop singing that song. They took her cabaret license. She could no longer sing in nightclubs. So she went to Carnegie Hall and kept singing that song. But do you know what they did? When she got sick, they arrested her in the hospital, handcuffed her to her bed, and told the doctors not to give her any more treatment. And a few days later, Billie Holiday would die. Let me tell you something. If people would be willing to sacrifice, to fight against injustice, to fight against Nazi Germany and the Holocaust. If people would fight because bodies were swinging and blood was at the root and they would sacrifice and they would give up things and they knew that it would cost them something even up until their lives, then what about you when it comes to serving your God? All oh, you cannot keep the idea of a free lunch God without a sacrificing serving saint. You want an anointing? You want to jump up and pray for people? You want the power of God in your life? You want healing? You want deliverance for your family? You want God to renovate your house and your life and your family and your finances? You've got to be willing to put something in because this anointing is going to cost you. you something. It's going to cost you something. It's going to cost you something. The congregation is on the middle of a consecration. And some of you find a, a window of nine hours not enough because you're so used to doing life your way. Some of you find turning away from certain foods too hard because you're so used to doing life your way. You don't realize that the denial of your flesh and that what you are doing is putting yourself in position to handle the next test coming. You're not fasting just to get something. You're fasting and praying so that you can handle what's coming down the road. This stuff costs you. Jesus was fasting 40 days 
before God, fasting and fasting and praying and fasting. But you need to know something. Fasting opens a door to the spirit realm. And you need to realize something. That when the door is open, not only God wants to come through that door, not only the holiness of the Almighty wants to come through that door, but as you begin to pray and fast, every spirit in the world wants to find access to you because it believes you to be vulnerable. But you're not vulnerable. You're making yourself more valuable. You're making yourself the person that can do the impossible because God meets you while you are praying and fasting and sacrificing. Three things, and I won't be long, I promise you I won't be long. Three things, you know these. I preach them again, I reiterate them to you because I'm trying to drum something home. Three things we learn to do in this passage. Three things. We learn, number one, we learn submission. Submission. Number one, we learn submission and self-denial. We learn submission. Let me, let me say a word here. I, I got to, oh my God. You know, the Bible says that Jesus was led. The only way you can be led is you're following you're submitted, but he was led by who? The Holy Spirit. You mean the Lord led him to that place? Yep. At some point, you've got to be willing to be led. You know why I stop arguing with folk and stop, stop pressing on offerings and stuff? and pushing you because you know what at some point you got to grow up and be led by the Holy Spirit and be led by your personal conviction and be led by what you know because if somebody has to browbeat you into doing what you know is right you're not being led by God you're worried about what someone's gonna say about you did I give enough did I do enough no I'm not worried about what man says about me and I'm not worried about what's going on there I'm serving God I'm submitted to God and to God's glory that I'm trying to live. I'm trying to be where God wants me to be. And I've given myself away so that he can use me. Give myself. 
at some point, you've got to surrender to God and say, here I am, Lord. I'm yours. I'm yours. Hey, you know what? I had to learn as a young man not to worry about what anybody thought about me when I praised the Lord. You know why? Because I wasn't doing it for them. I was doing it for him. Don't look at the person next to you, but you need to just give yourself to God right now. Just lift up your hands and worship your God in the best way you know how and just say, God, I give myself away. I give myself to you, Lord. I give myself to you. I give myself away, God. out there he's led into the wilderness and, and the first thing he does is he stops eating he's, he enters into a time of sacrifice number two sacrifice sacrifice and and we move from self-denial as in submission to discipline. A consecration is a discipline. It's a discipline. You're not asked not to eat at all. You're not told not to drink water during the day. But you're disciplining your mind and your body for the purpose of connecting with your God. try to bring against me. Y'all missed it, went over your head. Because God has an anointing for me, but the enemy's going to come up against me. And I've got to get my spirit ready so I can deal with what God is about to give me, recognizing that even though he's given me something, the enemy's going to attempt to come in like a flood and I don't need to be afraid that the enemy's coming because I'm ready, because I'm prepared to both receive what God has for me and to handle whatever the enemy tries to do to me. Oh! Hey, Donald. 
don't ever fool yourself. Quit asking God, Lord, I want to go to a new level. Because if every level you go up, every new level is going to come with new devils. Don't fool yourself. Every time God gives you a blessing, the devil's going to try to give you a burden. Every time God gives you a lift, the devil's going to try to give you a low. Every time God picks you up, the devil's going to try to push you down. Every time God elevates you, the enemy's going to try to create an error to push you to a place you don't want to be. But you need to realize that God is still blessing you even in the midst of your trial you have what God says you should have and you are who God says you are you're the head and not the tail above and not beneath you are God's child somebody say neighbor in order to get this anointing in order to handle this battle it's going to cost you something you're going to need to get into your scripture that there it is there it is there it is you're going to need to get into your scripture you're going to need your discipleship that's point number three you're going to need your scripture because you're going to have to be able to look at that devil and quote God's word. Every time he tries to tell you to give up, you've got to let that devil know, I'm not giving up because greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Every time he tries to tell you you're in a mess, you've got to let that devil know all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord. Every time he tries to tell you to throw in the towel, you got to tell that devil, my God shall supply all of my needs and I'm okay. To 
just open up your mouth and say, I got a word. I've got a word in my mouth. God, I thank you for your word. I've got a word. If you're sick, start decreating now. I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm healed. If you need deliverance, start declaring now. I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. He whom the Son of Man has set free is free indeed. Go ahead and declare, I'm free. Come on and give him a praise. Go ahead and give him a praise. What he's done for me, how he bled and died back on Calvary. I can dance, 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 dance all night. his presence in here. I feel his presence in here. is in here. If you're dealing with something now that's a burden, I just want you to shake it off right here and then stop it under your feet. Whatever it is, shake it off and then stop it under your feet while we're praising him here. Come on, y'all.
if there's someone today who knows that this is the place, this is the place where you ought to be a part of. You're not a part of a church. You want to say, I want to be a part of Shiloh. I'm going to invite you today. I'm going to invite you to come. You can come. Walk out of there. If you believe that God is sending you to this place and you want to be a member of this church, you want to give your life to Christ, you come and God bless you, baby. God bless you. Come on, wherever you are. I'm going to give you a chance. This is your opportunity. Don't wait, don't wait, don't wait. Pray with them right now. If there be someone else, I'm you normally I just ask you to hold your hand up, but if you're here today and you want to be a part of this fellowship, if you're online, you can read, you can write me. Put a note in the chat. Somebody will get right back to you. Call me. 860-443-6046. Come on, babies. Come on, come on. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. All right, all right. anywhere I'm going. I'm going to wait a minute. I feel God compelling me today. Come on here. Come on. Come on. Amen. Now here's what I'm going to do. I'm waiting just another moment. Just a moment. Let me just wait a moment. Every head bowed. Every eye closed while I pray. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. I promise you I am. I promise you I'm almost done. The, the anointing of God is in this place. Let nobody fool you. The anointing makes the difference. Thank you, God. If you just would lift your hands up right now and just ask God right now where you are, say, Lord, I want you to do a new thing in my life. I don't want to leave here today like I came. Make me over again this day. Give me the anointing I need to face the battles I must fight. And when it's over, give me the victory in Jesus' name. If you believe that, just give him a praise for it. Welcome. I thank God for y'all coming. I'm going to ask you to go that way with the deacon. They're going to give you some information real quick. Come on, let's just praise God for them, those that are going now. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. you to get your offering. If you are giving electronically, 
Again, there are three ways to give. Cash app, Givelify, or you can mail it in if you're out of this place. If you're here today, you want to give online, give online. Hold your PDA device, whatever personal device you have, in your hand. If you have your envelope, hold your envelope. Let's bless it now. We give not grudgingly, not because someone begged us, but because we love God. And we know the tithe belongs to the Lord. And then we give him our offering, our sacrifice. And I will not offer anything that costs me nothing. Because I know this anointing is going to cost me. I'm going to do something to receive what God has. Father, I thank you for those that are giving right now. Bless them even now, Lord, that as they give to the house of God, that your every need will be met, that every need will be met, and that all of the blessings of God will be yea and amen in their lives. Restore unto them abundantly and above all they can ask or think in Jesus' name. And everyone said,